Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Saiku Smith here with a special edition of the Hangtime Podcast. A little breakup to the frenzy that is the NBA trade deadline. Lang Whitaker and myself caught up with Jerry Stackhouse, former All-Star and now coaching for the Toronto Raptors affiliate in the D-League. Caught up with him at All-Star Weekend and did a little deep dive on his coaching career. How are you going to try and walk out on us like that? No. What's up, man? How are you? Stack, Jerry Stackhouse joins us. What's up, coach? I mean, Coach Stack. What's up? You go from what's up, Stack, number one high school player in the country. What's coach, up, Stack? Coach. You know, NBA All Star. Now it's like, what's up, Coach? Right. I know. I'm like, and I actually respond too. I hear Coach, <laughs> and I turn my head for a minute. I used to be like, who are they talking to? But now, now I pay a little attention now. What's that? What's that been like in terms of going from, you know, being immersed in the game as a player on one side to now having to figure out the nuances of of teaching it and coaching it at this level? Yeah, I think the best thing I did was take some space, take some time, you know, from playing, you know, yeah. coming up there and hanging out with you and doing what I did with the NBA TV, doing the, the radio gig and just right. trying to talk to guys and, you know, form relationships with the younger players. And But it's it's been, been a good transition, man, because it still gives me that competitiveness, gives me that camaraderie of being around guys, being around competitive groups. It'd be hard to just turn that off. I can, I can see why guys struggle after leaving mm-hmm. – the, the game because you don't have that that feeling of being in the in the you know in the foxhole and in the trenches right. with, with guys anymore. So that's that's great, you know, being able to take, you know, the things that I've learned from the coaches, you know, obviously Coach Smith is at the forefront of yeah. that. Yeah. You know, Avery Johnson is, you know, you know, still my, my mentor and, mm-hmm. and who I pattern a lot of my things because he was a player, because he understand the dynamics of players. So I try to you know, bring that same thing, and, and fortunately for me, the fact that I've ha- had a, played a long time and had a you know great pedigree, a great career of doing that, the guys listen. Uh, yeah. that, that's not a hurdle that I have to you know deal with. They, I, I, you know, right from the door, their eyes and their ears open, and they want to get better because they want to play at that next level. We were just saying, like for a player like yourself, and the longer you go, does it take more work at each step of the way? Like you know, for, from being a talented young player now. Right. To being a coach, you have to put in the work. And yeah, I think that's I think that's what I tell people. That was the biggest thing. You know, we got if practice was at ten. You know, we got there about nine thirty. We didn't know the coaches got there at seven thirty or eight. Yeah. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? so I think that's the that's the difference now. You know, having to get there and do that extra work, having to stay afterwards. And I got a great staff. I got guys that really the, the dots that I don't you know dot or the T's that I don't cross. Yeah. They're there for me, and uh, it's, it's been a real team effort. And, and, and I think that's, you know, when I you know saw Jason Kidd and, and Derek yeah. get those jobs, I was like, yeah. man, I can do that, but I wasn't ready for that. I mean, I think yeah, I didn't understand the, the relationships of, you know, kind of the, you know, the ancillary staff that you have to forge right. for them to be on board with you to really be good, and I understand that. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, and I'm, you know, I'm working. With some of the best people, you know, with Masai and Jeff and, and, and Bobby, you know, they, they throw different things at me yeah. to make sure yeah. that I'm getting better. 
Yeah. It's going to be interesting just to watch the flow of, you know, to me the league goes in cycles. We get a, a cycle where it's a lot of college coaches moving from the college ranks into the NBA. Then you have it, former players. Then you have, you know, all these different long-time waves of, yeah, long-time yeah. assistants become the in-vogue thing. When you saw guys like Derek Fisher and some of these guys who played when you, while you played, moving directly into the coaching ranks, some head coaching positions, but a lot of different guys making that move. Did that set, while you're still playing, did that set off some bells for you about, okay, this this transition can be made directly from playing into the coaching ranks without maybe having to spend 10, 12 years doing it? Yeah, away. I mean, I think I definitely that. And, but I think more so, I mean, those the guys that I looked at was, you know, Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those the guys that did the broadcast and showed that they understood right. the game and knew the game and then you know was able to, to carve out a niche in the coaching world. those were kind of the guys that I looked at and, I, and, and like I said well, my mother always said what's for you is for you so I didn't necessarily look at the fact that these guys got those opportunities like I said I, I felt like you know in Brooklyn when Jason got that job I had more of a grasp and a rapport with those guys in that locker room than he ever could have because I played with them for yeah, a year. Yeah. But, you know, but again, it's about relationships, you know, and, and you know, knowing the, the owners and the GMs and having relationships with them, that's that's how you get these jobs. And, 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 and other than being good, being good is only half of the battle. You have to be able to play the game, so to speak. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, you know, I, I'm working with some great people to, to teach me the ropes and, and show me how to do that. One of your... Uh... One of your former UNC teammates, Rasheed Wallace, used to talk about the politics behind the scenes. That's what <laughs> he used to talk about a lot of stuff. Um, we're getting oh, questions on don't Facebook. Stop, don't <laughs> stop me on Rasheed. Rasheed actually came up this year. Yeah, right. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and helped out and was teaching. And, I mean, it's, it's great to be able to reach back to guys like that, legends, yeah. guys you right. know, who I feel are Hall of Fame players that, can, that, that love the game enough that they want to come back out and, touch these guys and give them a little nugget here and there and I think that's you know again part of our success. We have uh, questions from people on Facebook who are watching now and uh, Chris Bryan wants to know what's your favorite moment from your NBA career? Mm. My favorite moment was probably the closeout game in the semis against San Antonio beating them in game seven you know that, that that's probably the I mean it was a great moment to beat Phoenix and go to the finals and to play in the finals and all that, but to have our back against the wall and go up into San Antonio with, you know they weren't going to give you anything. I think we jumped up on them by maybe 15, 20 points early in the game. They come roaring back, wind up being an overtime game, and, um, and we closed it out. It's probably one of my favorite moments. I mean, I, I, I ain't going to say that, that that 57 in Chicago <laughs> what, 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 it, it isn't right up there, but, up. But, but, but those two are right up there for me. Yeah. Uh, one more from uh, a, a viewer who wants to know, uh, what's the difference between All-Star games from back when you were a player and the way it happens these days? Uh, I think it's still the same. A guy's going to come out and try to perform for the fans yeah. and uh, uh, try to, you know, give them a show. And, uh, you know, hopefully, it, you know, within that show toward the end of the game, the game is close enough that it can be really competitive at the end. Right. And but for our D League guys, our, our message is a little bit different. That you know, you tr- you're still trying to impress. You know, yeah. just leave. Yeah, you know, if the highlights happen, sure. But show these general managers, show these coaches that you can help their team. So we, we're going to try to approach it with a little bit more serious and a little more discipline. We did a piece. I did a piece a couple of years ago for NBA TV where I went to Des Moines, Iowa, and I was an assistant coach in the D League for a weekend. 
So I got to see like what it's like for these guys who aren't making it rich, but they have their eyes on the NBA. It's just right out of reach almost. But for a coach, you're also trying to balance the player development against the success of your team. Right. Where do you find the balance in that? Well, I, mean, I think that if you have success, then, I mean, that, that starts the confidence. And, the, and, and you see development when guys have confidence. Yeah. And I think that. So winning is, is at the forefront to me. You know, and I think that, uh, you know, the Bruno Caboclo's, the DeLon Wrights, those guys come down there, yeah, they're, they're going to chew up a, a big chunk of the minutes. But their, their marching orders is the same as everybody else. you got to come down here and be a part of what we're doing, you know, share the ball, play defense, uh, play defense, play defense, <laughs> and share the ball, and, and and that's coming from an offensive guy. So, uh, so but I think that's the the message that that we give them, and uh, and I think it bodes well when they go back up to the big team. Jerry Stackhouse joining us here on Facebook Live from New Orleans All Star Weekend. I always think about this, and I date myself when I think about the first time I saw some of you guys play. Might have been like the summer before your junior, senior high school. And I, and I, you know, and Lang and I talk about this when you have a kind of a long history of, of watching guys and knowing guys. Is there anything that ever takes the place of that pinnacle when you when you make a finals, when you make an All Star as a player? Is can you ever capture that that moment of you know just you know feeling like you finally made it or you finally hit that point where all right, all these years of work I put in, yeah. this is why I did it, like. How do you capture that if you're a competitive guy and played at an elite level when you don't have that anymore? Yeah, I think you do, man. I think, I mean, if you, can, you can have it as a coach. Mm-hmm. You can have it as, uh, you know, anybody that's part of, part of the team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that you best believe, you know, when, uh, you know, whoever wins the championship this year, the guy that's popping popcorn, he believes that if he didn't pop popcorn at the exact same time, and if he would have scorched that popcorn, they wouldn't have won the championship that year. So, so everybody, that's that's just kind of a part of it, man. And I think that you know, you know, our coaching staff, we want to. I, I make sure that those guys have uh, feel take ownership in what we're doing, and you know, and because again, you got to lead them. You know what I'm saying? And you got to tell them every day. So no matter how talented and how you know much talent you have. If you don't, if you don't orchestrate it the right right way, you got chaos. We've seen it a number of times. Yeah. A lot of really really talented teams that weren't able to get it done. So I think that you know you know still find a way to be a part of things, and that's that's how I feel about it. But, um, it's good to see you. Yes, sir, bro. On this side of the, the game now, Coach. Congrats. I like that. Thank stuff. you, man. Appreciate, yeah. appreciate it, man. Good luck yes, to you this weekend. We'll see you down the okay, road. Okay, bro. Yes, sir. Thanks, Stack. Appreciate Jerry Stackhouse joining us in New Orleans during All Star Weekend. We'll be back next week at our regularly scheduled time here on the Hangtime Podcast. But before you go, take a listen to the sights and sounds from All-Star 2017 in New Orleans. We live here, 2017 NBA All-Star game. What's up, Wes? Well, we welcome everybody to New Orleans, getting set for the 66th NBA All-Star game. I'm grateful that I can be an All-Star here in the city of New Orleans. I'm going to play my hardest and have as much fun as possible. What are you looking forward to in this game? Shoot a lot of shots, make a lot of shots. (laughs) All of us has worked extremely hard to get here. We don't take it for granted. That's an amazing honor. It feels very surreal. It doesn't seem like it's really happening. First time All-Star. Many more to come. This is what they all came to see, so yeah, I get them a show. 
we have the world's best on the world stage. It's showtime. Give me something. Anthony Davis, the ambassador, and knocks down the first shot of the 66th All-Star. That's what they came to see, AD. Use your speed. Let's go. Here's numbers for the East. Lob for James on the alley-oop from his teammate Kyrie Irving. The assists continue to roll. There's Westbrook from Durant on a beautiful feed. James off the window, gets it himself and flushes. Oh, didn't McGrady do that first? We're on the way to yet another record-breaking game. Giannis comes up with a steal. Step, move, step, move, move. Curry just looking to get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, smart decision there by Steph. It be so long, man. There's Paul George, elbow jumper. Oh, oh my goodness. Elbow just flew over Curry and jammed it home. Oh, got him again. He wants to see the replay. Westbrook is on fire here. He has 41 points. One away from tying Will Chamberlain for the all-time record. He's going for it. The winner is, of course, Anthony Davis from here at New Orleans Pelicans. Anthony Davis, leaving an all-star with an MVP trophy. See you guys next all-star. to the Hangtime Podcast and be sure to subscribe on iTunes for a new episode every single Thursday this season and as always people remember Sekuna Matata